This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. If I ask you if you worship idols, you'd no doubt deny it. However, for most of us, there are things, money, possessions, or relationships that become more important to us than God himself. In today's program, If I Were a Rich Man, we're going to talk about a rich young ruler who had come to Jesus and was offered eternal life. Many of us think that if we were rich, if we had more money, it would be the answer to all our problems. But would it? Would we be happier? Would we be blessed? Or would we look in the mirror and still see great problems that cause us stress? Today we talk about a rich young ruler who has a personal encounter with Jesus Christ and his life is extended a wonderful invitation, but he goes away. We are today offered that same invitation from Jesus Christ that we would come and follow him as his disciples, as his followers. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Open our hearts to hear your word today. Open our ears spiritually to hear your voice. Kindle within our hearts faith to give us courage to trust you and to follow you gladly wherever you lead. In your name we pray. Amen. Our gospel reading for today is recorded in Luke 18, beginning with the 18th verse. A ruler questioned Jesus, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you possess and distribute it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. When he had heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. And Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They who heard it said, Then who can be saved? Jesus said, The things that are impossible with people are possible with God. Dear friends, grace, mercy, and peace are always for you, from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Most people dream of having more money. Have you ever dreamt of being wealthy? We could sing with the character Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof. 
If I were a rich man, would you like to be wealthy? If so, how much money would be enough? Would it make you happier, improve your relationships, be the basis of your security? Harvard Medical School psychologist Stephen Burglis has written a book called The Success Syndrome. He has found that individuals who, in his word, suffer from success have arrogance and a sense of aloneness. Insider trader Dennis Levine was asked by his wife why he needed the money from insider trading, and he really had no answer. Levine says that when his income was $100,000 a year, he hungered for $200,000. And when he was making a million a year, he hungered for $3 million. Burglis says that oddly enough, the people who find that $200,000 annually does not make them happy never ask themselves why they thought $300,000 would make them happy. Asked to prescribe a cure for the success syndrome, Burglis said, what's missing in this people is a deep commitment or religious activity that goes far beyond just writing a check to a favorite charity. Someone wisely said, money is a great servant, but a terrible master. All my life, I've dreamed of what it would be like to encounter Jesus in the flesh, face to face, to have the chance to unlock his mind or hear the passion of his heart or learn more personally about the kingdom of God. The person in our story from Luke's gospel today is called the rich young ruler. He was the man living the dream and he had a personal encounter with Jesus. What do we know about him? Well, we know that he was rich, young, and a ruler. He was rich like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett of his time. The Bible says he was exceedingly rich. We know that money does buy power, freedom, influence. Money draws the admiration of others. But Jesus said, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. I'm told that in Jerusalem, old Jerusalem, there's a spot in the wall called Needle's Gate. It is a low entrance in the wall where camels can only pass through if they are stripped of their saddle and all of their packs. And the camel goes through the Needle's Gate on its knees. It's hard for a rich man to enter the place where God reigns without totally submitting to God's authority and power, without being totally dependent upon God. As Christians, we would say, without surrendering to Jesus as Lord. 
We need to strip off all that blocks us from trusting, following, and serving the Lord Jesus. To be a true disciple of Jesus Christ means that we offer all our gifts, talents, and assets to serve Christ's kingdom. This man was rich, but he was also young. All of life's dreams are ahead of him. Adventure and opportunity abounds on the horizon. He's healthy. The youth have this sense of invincibility, but there's also a vitality of life that throbs with possibilities. And we know that this man was a ruler. He was blessed with a position of power, authority, and influence. He commanded others. This rich young ruler had it all. Moreover, he was morally upright. He told Jesus that he had obeyed and followed the commands of God since he was a boy. This rich young ruler does not know that Jesus is God, but he knows that Jesus is a good teacher. He's a seeking soul on his knees before Jesus who has the answer to his problem. The rich young ruler's problem is that his life is so good that he realizes that it can't last forever. All of us will die. So on his knees he pleads to know how his good life could last forever. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I'd like to say that his understanding of eternal life was flawed. Eternal life, as the Bible describes it, is more than length of life. It is rather the quality of life. Eternal life also is not a flat commodity to be bartered for or to be earned nor is it an extension of our present existence lasting forever. Do you remember Jesus in John 17 said, This is eternal life, that the world know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is living by faith in a shared relationship of life and love with God himself and walking by faith with God each day. Eternal life is the mystery of the living, all-powerful Lord Jesus inhabiting our souls and transforming our lives by the presence of his indwelling spirit. Do you remember Jesus said, The one who believes in me has already passed from death to eternal life. The rich young ruler also was mistaken in his concept of the way to receive eternal life. His question said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The answer to that question is nothing. No human being can do anything or achieve anything to merit eternal life. He was hoping Jesus would give him a task. He was used to making things happen. 
his self-sufficiency was at the highest level. So when Jesus looks at this rich young ruler, he sees the motivations of the young man's heart. It says in another gospel that when Jesus looked at him, he loved him. But Jesus also was very straightforward in speaking the truth. You lack something. When Jesus looks at us too, he looks at us with love, but he also sees our deficiencies, our imperfections, our flawed loyalties. Jesus sees in the rich young ruler that his wealth, his youthful health, and his position of power were idols for him. Even his moral obedience was a source of spiritual security in his understanding of his identity. All these things are gods for the rich young ruler with a small g. The rich young ruler is very successfully self-reliant, but that self-reliance and his wealth preventing him from seeing his need for what Jesus alone could provide. It blocked him from seeing his total dependence on Jesus Christ alone. So Jesus gives this rich young ruler a bold request. Give away all you have to the poor. Give away to those who have no capacity to reciprocate and come follow me. Jesus is not giving him a new path to salvation, nor suggesting that a person has to live in absolute poverty in order to be a disciple of Jesus. But Jesus is lifting up the first commandment, you shall have no other gods, as the very area where the rich young ruler falls. And it says that the rich young ruler is sad, and he went away deeply grieved. Mark's gospel says his face fell. This promising young man with great potential for good was not chased by Jesus. Jesus did not lower the bar. Jesus did not say, wait, wait, let's negotiate. Jesus has now pierced the rich young ruler's naivety. Just last week, I was visiting with a woman in a nursing home who knew by the doctor's prescription that she only had a few days to live in this world. She said to me, you're going to tell me how great heaven is and that I'll see Jesus soon. The truth is, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave my things. I looked around her small room in the nursing home with stacks of boxes of stuff, of trinkets. She was surrounded by her personal junk, and she didn't want to let go of it, even for the glory of heaven. Perhaps Jesus' words strike a raw nerve for us too. Will Jesus ask something of us which will cost us too much? 
Jesus' call to discipleship always calls for everything from us. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in the field, Jesus says. When the man found it, he sold all he had to buy that field. Jesus also said, the one who saves his life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake and the gospels will find it. Faith is a total dependence on Jesus Christ alone, but discipleship, inseparable from faith, is that I offer myself totally to Christ's service. I'm willing to follow him wherever he leads. My life is in his hands. If I were a rich man, the potential is that I would be tempted for my wealth to become more significant for me than Jesus. The rich young ruler couldn't let go of his wealth and all the benefits that went with it. He went away. There is no neutral response when Jesus calls us to follow. And the disciples then asked Jesus, well, who could be saved? Jesus says this poignant word, with people it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Thank the Lord, God specializes in the impossible, and the impossible was accomplished for us by the cross of Jesus Christ and the free gift of salvation and the forgiveness of our sins and the open door to eternal life. It says in the scripture, Jesus has broken down every barrier dividing us. It says Jesus in Romans 5 gives us access to the grace of God in which we live on the cross Jesus let go of his personal power, his rights, and gave his very life to take the punishment for all of our misguided priorities, sins, and failures. The cross is the grace of God opening the kingdom of God for us, never based on merit or personal achievement. Dr. Dick Hardell once told the story of observing a father with two young children in a congested airport terminal. He said, the father was carrying his youngest in his arms while his four-year-old girl walked confidently beside him. All went well as they moved as one through the crowds. But then they arrived at the escalator. The father stepped on without missing a stride, but the four-year-old girl stopped frozen in fright at the foot of the strange steps that moved up by themselves in an endless stream. She stood paralyzed, watching her father disappear up the escalator. Then she cried out, loud enough for the father to recognize that her voice was at a distance, too long a distance for safety. He shifted the youngest child to another arm and slowly turned his body to look for his daughter, to see her trapped at the bottom of the steps. With great passion, he turned and began to walk down the up escalator, speaking words that would bring comfort, encouraging her, and slowly closing the distance between them. He turned, reached out his hand, and said to his daughter, we will make this big step together. 
and she grabbed her daddy's hand, smiled as tears splashed off her cheeks, and bravely stepped onto those endless steps that had brought her fear. Dear friend, whatever it is that creates fear within you or hinders you from hearing Jesus call you to follow him and receive the treasures of heaven, let go of it and trust Jesus and follow him today. Holy Spirit, gently expose our misguided trust. Show us where Things have become idols for us, more important than God. Forgive us when we cling to trinkets of no eternal value. Give us faith and courage to take the hand of Jesus Christ and follow him wherever he leads, confident of his grace and forgiveness each day. In his name we pray, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to let go of whatever creates fear within you or hinders you from hearing Jesus call you to follow him. Trust Jesus. Follow him today. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of our listening audience. We're especially grateful for our gift every month Gem Club members. These regular gifts sustain our ministry during quiet giving times. For your convenience, we are able to take ACH payments and credit card donations by phone, by mail, or on our secure website, christiancrusaders.org. Your support enables us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church. Christian Crusaders is hosting our annual preaching conference for all pastors and spiritual leaders. This conference is offered free of charge and will be held Monday, April 29th from 9 to 3 at Nazareth Lutheran Church in Cedar Falls, Iowa. For more information and to register, please visit our website, christiancrusaders.org, or call our office at 1-888-693-2484. We are pleased you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa, and associate speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. May God shower you with his richest blessings this day and throughout this coming week.